You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today, Graham Hopkins, is a well-respected drummer from Ireland, known for his diverse styles of playing and his big drum sounds. Graham has made the transition from mainly touring to mainly studio drumming over the past few years, and we are going to talk all about that change, how he got his start in drumming, and about meeting his heroes. So come along with me as I catch up with Graham Hopkins. Graham, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sarah. How you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me along. It's so great. I've really enjoyed watching so many of your interviews of great drummers. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. It's actually been a whole year now, so um, which is is amazing to me because it feels like I've been doing this longer, but then it doesn't. Like, because. <laughs> Time is relative now that we've, you know, been going through a pandemic. So um, it's a it's a strange thing, time. But um, how how have you been through this whole past couple of years and everything that's happened? Uh, I a while ago I kind of felt guilty for saying it, but I don't feel guilty anymore. I've actually enjoyed it and I've learned a lot from it. Um, I've had this this room this i i do call it a studio even though it was certainly wasn't built to be a studio for over for nearly four years and then when it kicked in it was very fortunate that i had the place so it's kept me really busy and uh, which is fantastic um just getting sessions sent to me to play on various songs albums everything just for my setup you can see in the background and uh, so that's been a fantastic situation so it, it's only about one minute from my house so and my wife Jillian she's been working at home and we have two uh two little daughters they're certainly not little now but mm-hmm. um so been not been away touring and being away from home uh, or sorry, not being away touring, being at home and only coming up here uh, one minute away and being able to go home at the evenings and being around during the days. I've actually enjoyed it. Yeah, that's I've heard that from so many musicians um, lately, you know, just talking about how it's it's and it's hard to say. It's hard to say that you've enjoyed it because you think about everything that's happened and all all of the the tough times and all of that, which. Of course, that that happened and, and it has been rough, but um, I think it's it's also been a time of like serious reflection and um, reprioritizing for a lot of people, you know, like you who spent a, a, the majority of the time on the road away from family. And it's, it's been a chance to experience a different kind of a life and different possibility. Um, you sure do kind of uh, have savoured the last two years because you realise and you learn a lot about 
uh, spending a lot more time with your family, you know, I've, I've learned a hell of a lot, you know, uh, which yeah. has been absolutely fantastic, you know. And just uh, in in the first few months, obviously it, the, the polar opposite of what, what I'm saying, it's been, it's been so sad. It's been, my God, it's been so da dangerous, you know, and um, uh, the, the weather was fantastic for the first few months mm -hmm. uh, walking around the village where I live and with, with my daughters and my wife. And that was beautiful. It really brought us together. It was fantastic. Um, because I wasn't getting any sessions for the first few months. Everybody was keeping away from everything, weren't they? Um, right. And then I had a little kit though set up in my front room and I was playing. And then once people started acclimatizing to whatever, whatever it was they're acclimatizing to, that's when I started coming back up here and people sending me sessions, you know, and still sure. um, our kids weren't in school or anyway, you know. Right. Um, so since then, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. And that's good. I, I think that's a, that's a good point. Um, the, the beginning of it, it was such a change, I think, for so many of us that it was a difficult transition. Right. And then you kind of like figured out yeah. Yeah. a new way of life. Right. A new way of making music and everyone yeah. kind of came together. The music that came out the, out of the past couple of years um, has been incredible. I know a lot of my friends, I can't say a lot of them, but I know um, uh, several friends, like not drummers, have been doing exactly the same thing. Like, obviously, they don't need a big space. They can record guitar or bass, you know, up, up in, their, in their house, in their room. So mm -hmm. I've done several sessions with them, you know, where we, we send each other files or, you know, MP3s and then... Uh, then send wives on to whoever might be mixing it or so. So, and it's been very creative in that way, uh, very different than things were, however many years ago. And I've done that right. with a, a good few friends. Um, very different. Obviously, you're not jamming in the one room. So uh, that that that's been artistically a lot of fun. You're not jamming with each other eye to eye. Uh, that's been right. great. Absolutely. And, yeah. even if, and it, even if we can jam with each other now, we're going to keep this going because it's just us in our rooms and our thing, just keeping going no matter what the situation, you know, just sending each other surprises of right. whatever, you know. Right. And, it, and it's opened up so many opportunities for artists to work together who may not have had the opportunity to work together, you know, and the collaborations yeah. that have happened and, you know, music being made, of course, files were being sent, of course, you know, before the pandemic across the world to make music, yeah. but yeah. this, this kind of forced the issue, right? It forced, it forced that to be like the main way that people were making music and opened up a lot of opportunities. Um, so many artists collaborations, so many, um, you know, musicians working together that you never thought would work together. So so that's been yeah, pretty yeah. great. Um, it has. Like, I mean, I mean you, you're still, I'm still making a living out of it. I'm a professional musician. But then, you, you know, yeah. And then at the same time, I'm still doing it for the love and the passion of doing it. So it's, you know, it's 
both sides of it, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And you just got back from the UK drum show. How was that? Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, like all of us there, I think we were saying it was the first we're back in action, you know? Yes. So everybody, everybody was so happy to see one another. And, um, you know, we were all giving one another hugs. Yeah. Um, it, it was so jovial. And the going out for dinner with one another, catching up with people that we've been talking online. Mm-hmm. Um, my God, between like WhatsApp and Zoom, you know, seeing each other, but, you know, not actually seeing one another face to face. Yes. Yeah. So yes. great. You know, to touch each other. Like I'm a I'm a hugger. And so I miss, yeah. I miss so the hug, right. Yes. <laughs> right. Your virtual hugs. <laughs> yeah. But like I feel I've been like feeling emotional about the in-person contact. I actually went to a show, um, my first show back in Boston, and yeah. saw Gil Sharon playing with Jerry Cantrell, which was fantastic. Gil's just He's just a great guy. And just to be able to hug him and like just squeeze him tight. And it's been years. (laughs) Like it just makes me emotional about it because there was a time in there where we were kind of like, are we ever going to get back to that? You know, are we ever? Yeah, yeah. Scary, scary thoughts. Yeah. Right. So, so good. So I'm so glad that you had that experience. I heard it was a great. Yeah, we really did. And it was kind of, um, I can't say intense, but you could feel that everybody just, everybody was so excited. Everybody wanted to talk to everybody all yes. the time. Everybody was running around. So even more so than other drum shows, everybody was o- over jovial, overly happy, you know? Yes. Everybody was having the latest nights and the earliest mornings to get out and... um really really enjoyed it you know it's great to see one another um, and yeah. especially you know not not only the companies that um just i endorsed but mm-hmm. all the, just all the other people in general you know yes yeah for sure i think i'm having the same experience just attending shows again seeing people again um there's a different atmosphere you know at this particular show that i was talking about the smiles between people that between strangers the interactions the the um you know the the way that there's i i saw a couple of things at this show that just struck me as wow this is people are cooperating more with each other people are being more helpful being more caring there was just there's just a little bit of an atmosphere of like we're all alive like we're here right now in the moment together and the smiling back and forth like i in the talking i mean just so many people more apt to start up a conversation with each other and just like be happy to be together um that's and the was, there, was there many people wearing masks no i actually just saw a couple people wearing masks um it seems like that's the requirements have been like completely dropped. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Like I, uh, just a few months ago, um, I went to one show 
where just it was like on the week that the you know everybody was let loose. I mm-hmm. went to sh- one show where people were still wearing masks, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a smaller kind of sit down show, and I you know it felt comfortable. It was beautiful, and then within. I'd say three, four nights, I went to another show where people were standing and I felt really uncomfortable and I had mm-hmm. to um, walk out after a few songs. I just felt really kind of um, uncomfortable. Yeah. So it will sure take take a, you know, takes a while before people feel yeah. kind of... Um, I think it's going to take some, some time and also some understanding, you know, like if you feel comfortable wearing a mask if you feel comfortable keeping your distance and not shaking hands. I mean, I'm definitely hesitant to like, does, does that person want to shake hands? I'm not sure. You know, like it's a yeah, it's yeah, different, no. different feeling now. Yeah. So you have to kind of like feel it out a little bit before, yeah. before you make contact with people now, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's a little bit of a different world we're living in. And sometimes I, I feel like it feels back to normal. And then sometimes I'm reminded that it's not. And, you know, we're, yeah, we're yeah. still being cautious. So, yeah, um, indeed. Yes. Yeah. But it's still, it feels great to be around people and people who are like in love with the same thing that you're in love with, you know, with music and drums. And that was the beauty um, of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was yeah. great with the UK show. Just you know, that you know, we all know the camaraderie between drummers, and that that was what brought it, made it so so special. Mm-hmm. You know, and just everybody gathering together, multiplied by one hundred. You know, mm-hmm. and getting to see some really great masterclasses, and um, it was beautiful. And uh, just uh, like Kurt McLean. And um, Mike, Mikey Sarbello, is, he's a good pal and um, uh, he's an English drummer and uh, we hung out together and uh, just wandering around from t- place to place and yeah, I loved it. Great weekend. So good. It's so good. I mean, the smile on my face, like I'm, I'm living it through you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I just... I, it's- I, I can't even put it into... I, I I have too many stories from it that I can't just go, oh, this, 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 and oh, right, it, it right. was great. Yeah. It was just so good overall. I love that. Um, and I can't so- even mention one thing, you know. <laughs> I was uh, went uh, Jules from DW. We uh, She was passing through Dublin on her way back to LA. Mm-hmm. And we met for lunch yesterday. And we went and it was it was great. It was her beautiful stopover because yeah. she'd never been to Ireland. And we had lunch and that's exactly what we talked about. And uh, just, you know, what a release it was. You know, yes. all drummers getting together. Absolutely. And Jules, um, I, I've talked about Jules a few times on this podcast because I love her so yeah. much. And she's just like yeah, me bad. too. Um, yeah. but I was supposed to be there with her in Ireland, um, and, and see you. So next time, next time, yeah. I'll be next time, um, you've no excuse now, next time you have to, no excuses. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, speaking of, you know, being in love with drums and with music, I want to talk about the, the time period when you discovered drums in particular, and I know you were very young. 
Um, and your dad was a, a jazz drummer and you, I, I, still I is. And it still is. Yeah. But back then, like, that's what he was, he was doing. Right. And, and I remember, yeah. um, I remember reading that you grew up, uh, listening to Dixieland and that's unbelievable. It's like fascinating to me because this was in Ireland, right. Where you grew up and it's just so interesting that that's the style of music. And I would love to hear about that. Well, it was great actually being in Liverpool at the uh, at the weekend. We 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 went down to where the cavern is uh, in Liverpool. We all know the cavern, the Beatles, mm -hmm. uh, where they used to play all the time. And we went on a dinner night out with. I played Ludwig drums, and we mm -hmm. went out with all the Ludwig guys. And uh, as we as we well know, it's kind of like actual tourist attraction with uh, Beatles songs everywhere. But I showed them an amazing thing. My father um, uh, was brought up when he was young in in Manchester, and he played with so many trad Dixieland jazz bands. Wow. And uh, um, a big thing before um, this beat, beat groups, as they were called, um, and the, the Beatles being one of these beat groups, and they used to open up for the cavern was essentially a, a, a jazz club that would all trad and Dixieland bands playing there. Wow! And my my father and I told the guys this. My father was in a band called the Johnny Tippett Jazzmen, and um, my father used to have a residency in the cavern club. And I told the guys this and I showed them my father's uh, brick in the wall. And wow. There's, there's loads and loads of bricks in the wall with all the bands that played the cavern. And um, I showed them and they were just like, oh. So, and and uh, it was just fantastic. You know, I'm so proud of my father. And uh, I just, we went over, me and my father, just about uh, two months before COVID started. And uh, he brought me on a tour of all, like, the, the different places. And it was great. And uh, he, uh, he's he got so many stories about I bet all he does. That. Yeah. And then he moved back from Manchester back to Ireland, where he was brought up initially. And... Uh, so when I was brought up, obviously he had to play with other bands uh, to make a living because, like at that time, you know, trad jazz, Dixieland jazz wasn't particularly a thing in Ireland that you could mm -hmm. make a living from, you know. Sure. And uh, you know, but then all he used to play in the house was trad Dixieland jazz, so that's what I grew up listening to, you know, and then. Um, when I was so young, I just used to bully my father into setting the kid up for me and then go to gigs listening to him playing, you know. So um, uh, it was just fantastic having my dad do that and never really particularly teaching me. The only thing he really ever taught me was the paradiddle, you know, and he, I remember wow. the garage door. He, he wrote big right, left, right, right, left, right, left, right <laughs> uh, on our on our door. And uh, apart from that, he was just 
you know, playing good music. So I learned from Louis Armstrong and Big Spiderbeck and all these great guys. So because of my father, I've had a good musical background, good musical upbringing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so listening to great music and the paradiddle, that's really all you need. I think <laughs> it's all you need, you know, and as long as you know where that the two and the four is, you're fine. Right. Exactly. You, know? you got it. <laughs> but it worked. It really worked for you. I mean, you, you started playing professionally, like super young, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I was asked to join the band. At age. I just turned 17. Right. And I was asked to join the band that were signed to Geffen Records. And they were a band called My Little Funhouse. And then um, within a couple of months, they had already released an album on Geffen. And within a couple of months of that, we moved to Los Angeles to record, to tour for about six, seven months all over the States, which was uh, pretty nerve wracking, but fun for a 17 year old guy that just left school. Before it was meant to finish school, my parents, absolutely mesmerizingly let me leave school because they knew that it was all I really wanted to do you know right right uh, what am- what amazing support that's that's pretty uh, incredible unbelievable. Un- like because un- they knew all that I wanted to do was play music it's all I did was go out the back and play with bands with friends out in their back um the garage at the back or the garage mm-hmm. and it, it was it was great so then went off and spent most of my time for the next three years between Ireland and the States and lived in LA and it was uh, fun times learned a lot yeah I, it must have been like such a change too to move to LA and experience all of that and, and this would have been what, what time period was that? That was in was that in the I, it was 90s? ninety? Yeah, ninety three mm-hmm. uh, till till ninety six. So in the band, I was in the band for three years, the guts of three years. Wow! And then That's... yeah, and then even though I enjoyed it, really enjoyed so much of the experience, and yeah, I learned so much about just living the life of a professional musician musically it wasn't really up my street mm-hmm. at all it wasn't my thing and but yeah i learned so much out of it you know absolutely uh, yeah it was it was great and, and i, I experienced do... so much yeah, yeah I, for sure i mean it's it's um also, I'm just thinking of the time period that mu- music, like what music was happening at that time. And um, I do remember you mentioning one of your influences back then was um, Omar Hakim. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> what a fantastic It was kind of like singer. the thing. But like uh, when I was uh, just before I joined the band, it was kind of like... Um, was like the bible was modern drummer yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah like they do you know rhythm magazine the yeah. english drum magazine which, which sadly just uh folded up only recently so sad because growing up 
Modern Drummer and Rhythm Magazine. They were my kind of monthly Bibles yes. to them. And uh, between Omar, between Omar Hakim and people like you know, do you remember the Buddy Rich Memorial yes. concerts? The, of the first one, the second one. Yeah, they were just so much, so much to me, along with like Jeff McCarroll, and because he just le learned so much from reading the magazines, and that would turn you on to actually. Uh, going out and listening, buying albums, you know, so there was a certain yeah. amount, I can't even begin, but there was a certain amount of drummers that really uh, I learned so much about from those magazines. Mm -hmm. And we we, are, we really, um, yeah, we do know the names, you know, but they're, they are great names for good reason. They're all kind of groove meisters. I know Absolutely. Omar is uh, from, you know, Sting's first solo album and uh, mixed with the Buddy Rich memorial gig that he did. I just, oh my God, it's such an I, inspiration. You know? I hear you. And I, I similarly, you know, growing up, it was that you got your drumming information about who was out there and what they were doing from Modern Drummer and from these events because... Yeah. It wasn't, you know, the, the drum, it wasn't out there. Like you couldn't go to the, to the UK drum show back then, or, um, you know, things like oh. that. It, this was where, this is where we got our information. And I remember looking yeah. in, you know, the drumming magazines in the section where, the, um, the album review section and that was exactly. always helpful. Right. And like, um, well, like we know there was certainly no, internet there was no youtube mm -hmm. yes. so we had to buy the albums my god it was even before cds really you know way back so way, all, way back yeah <laughs> it, that's why panic stations were actually getting old oh! <laughs> and uh, uh so learned a lot from those magazines they were the bible as i said um just turning me on. I remember a huge one for me, which I totally remember, was uh, John Bonham, his name. And then I remember being in London with my father, went over, he was doing a few gigs. And then I joined him and went over to London. He was staying, we were staying with a musician, a great musician in his place. And um, uh, he had a Led Zeppelin four in his house. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh my God, that's Led Zeppelin, John Bonham's, he's in that band. I remember listening to it and go, oh my God, yeah. that's Led Zeppelin. Changed my life, just changed my life. And it, like, he's up there, he is up there. Like he is like up there along like, like my fate top three drummers without a shadow, shadow of a doubt is Bonzo, you know, and uh, yes. Yes, that I agree. Changed for my me. creation. Yeah, yeah. For me too. And I'll never I, forget that moment. I love that so much. I, I grew up yeah. listening to Zeppelin with um, my dad. My dad was a big fan and still is. And yeah. he, you know, he always had the classic rock station on. And that why it, it's my go-to. Like if I if I want to listen to music and I'm not sure what I want to listen to, it's always 
Zeppelin always. And so, um, but just there's something about the way that he played that made me fall in love with the sound of the drums. And, you know, I love that you, I love that you said that though, because I, I hear your sound, your tone, um, and you have the Ludwig drums and you have the big drums and you have big cymbals and you like big sound. And I think about that, you know, when I hear you play, I do think about John Bonham because it's, there's definitely like a synergy there. I can, I can understand why you do what you do, like why your sound is what it is. All right. Thank you. Well, I think it's a lot to do with like, as soon as I heard Zeppelin and him playing, I think there's so much, he's so musical. He's so colorful. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, like a lot, I I might offend people when they hear this, and I'm sorry if I, if I offend you, but people always you know go for him as a big rock god. And I'm sure a lot of people will say no, they don't, but uh, I just see him as such a beautiful, beautiful, colorful, soulful. You know, he's, he's just so beautiful. He's just, I get so much soul out of his drumming, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like you have to look at, I, and I always do look what who his idols were. And that's how much he gives to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I never see him as a as a hard hitter, really. It's just that he left it. He, you know, he never, ever kind of dampened any shells you know just right heads on and that's it you know yeah. everything's wide open uh yeah it's a god he's a god yeah he really is yeah so. yeah and i think like you know back then there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of dampening there wasn't a lot of you know accessories that yeah. helped with that and like there like there are now um like, but yeah. right and the and the music was wide open too like the recording of it it was recorded like it was and it wasn't you know compressed and it wasn't changed in editing and and all of that stuff really like yeah. so it feels it feels so natural but i agree like i don't think of him as like a basher like a rock and roll basher i think of him as yeah like a ta- he's so tasteful like everything that he did was so tasteful and and yeah. signature like he's just one of those top drummers that you can think about their sound and and have a like total vision of what that includes and that to me is just yeah. like fantastic yeah i agree tenfold yeah, so he good. Is, he's beautiful. Um, yes absolutely and i do like that you talking about your sound and your drums and the way that you set up and everything you no matter what style of music you're playing, you have your sound, you know, from one thing to the next, I've seen you play like rock and roll and I've seen you play heavier kind of stuff. And I've seen you play more like pop style music, but like you have your tone, you're like your sound as well. Um, And, you know, you have a way of, I don't know if it's like the dampeners that you have on your kit, but um, I do see you with those a lot that make the sound, it makes it sound fantastic. Um, uh, thank you so much. Thank you, yeah. honestly. Um, I do, I do, I can never, if, I can never 
I don't think I can, for one, I don't think I can join a band again, you know? I I don't like being stuck in a rut. Um, uh, obviously, I've been in a couple of bands now, and I kind of get, if I'm stuck in a band being, or sorry, if I'm stuck in a rut being in a band, playing the one set of songs for a few years, Mm-hmm. kind of would bore me a lot obviously at the end of the day it is about kind of especially when you have been honest when you're when you have a mortgage when you have kids and a family that's what you realistically have to think about it is mm-hmm. very very true but then uh, musically um i love being as eclectic as possible you know and yeah. um uh, I love thinking that way and uh, just jumping from thing to thing. That's why I love doing different sessions and, uh, you know, playing maybe, like you said, maybe playing some sort of a mellow kind of brushes gig one day and then the next playing a heavier gig and then playing a completely a pop gig the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. do a lot of... I've done a lot of kind of success, you know, here in Ireland. I've done a lot. We all know the singer-songwriter thing. I've done a lot of six, eight singer-songwriters, which mm-hmm. really has been beautiful and really fun. Uh, so eclectic is the word of the day, really. It's the word of my life, really. Yes, and I love exactly. It. And it keeps it fun and interesting, right? When you're doing something different yeah. and... Um, playing something different. I can I can think of one um, video that I have seen with you in that's one of my favorites and something totally different. You were playing with um, Dolores from the Cranberries. All right. Okay. Right. And it was a video of you okay. playing the song. Um, I think it was, it was Dreams. It was the song Dreams. And it was okay, so, all right. so good. And I just, like, again, you have your signature sound. It's like big drum sound but it, and big right. cymbal sound. Um, but it, right, fits okay. the music. it fits the music so well. And she, she oh, was thanks. my favorite. You know, what a unique voice. Oh, great. Yeah, certainly. Dolores was something else. And the, the great thing about Dolores when we did that tour, I used a mammoth um, bass drum. Just yes. for, for like I used the 26 or 20, I think it was a 26, but I used that for that reason. Cause we just, it was a big pumping gig, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't leave, I didn't leave it kind of totally open, but I let, you know, I put a bit of, you know, cushion in it, but mm-hmm. that's why it was, there were, there were big shows and it was a big, pump and big thing especially when you mentioned songs like dreams and uh, touring with dolores was so much fun um and uh it was a mixture of her solo album which i played on and then a mixture of like several of the the cranberries songs which were all great and uh, the energy was fantastic even with her mellower songs you know, we we uh, we uh, really enjoyed them. It was great. Yeah, it was so sad that she left us. It really, really was. Yeah, that is that is so sad. And you know, she yeah, it really is. 
she left behind some some incredible music and it just it looked yeah. like a lot of fun to play um yeah, you know sure and like was. you said the energy the energy level um yeah but you know that's just it's one example of of the many of gigs that you've had that just are in you know in diverse and really interesting and um so now yeah. you are primarily um recording right at home doing remote yeah. recording yeah yeah exactly that's what i'm doing i just kind of left uh when the just about a year before this finished i was doing the last let's say the uh, goods of 10 years with Mar uh, Glenn Hansard and Marketa Glover mm -hmm. uh, for the film once um, they had they had a, an amazing experience with the film once and they won the Oscar for it uh, mm -hmm. for the, uh, the, the song Falling Slowly right and especially in the states we were just playing like um theaters and playing sheds playing everything and the experiences uh, during the last whatever it's what year is it now it all started yeah. in around 2008 mm -hmm. and it went straight through so like we were saying a while ago i spent the majority of that time or a lot of that time away from home rather than being at home so it was it was great sometimes difficult um uh, yeah and then yeah some of the the moments that happened were just ridiculously fantastic they really mm -hmm. were and um yeah it'll certainly never be forgotten no uh, yes yeah, always, then, always um, take that with you, right? And and just bring oh, it, into yeah. the, bring it into the next thing. Um, yeah, and I think Levon Helm, uh, meeting up with Levon Helm, who was, um, you know, if, you know, like I said, John Bonham being one of my uh, top three drummers. Levon Helm is definitely one of the top three. It's hard to have a chart or whatever, you know, but he's definitely right. up there. So getting to meet up and hang out with Levon and play drums at his place was wow. surreal. So um yeah that's one of the one of the <laughs> things one of the things that happened. That's a highlight for sure. And I, I know that um yeah. you know there's that saying like don't meet your heroes um so that you won't be disappointed. But I I yeah. have had this conversation with a few drummers and I feel like yeah. this industry is just a different animal like the your heroes yeah. are are they also have heroes and they and they get it like there's just a yeah there's a camaraderie i haven't had that experience in this industry where i met someone that i really looked up to incredibly as an influence and they disappointed me ever so um i love that you had that experience nice. with levon I had that experience with Levon the first time I met you know the Bonnaroo Festival mm -hmm. uh, it's down in Tennessee. Yes. And I met Levon and the first time I met him, I gave uh, one of the guys uh, my camera. Do you remember those days before iPhones? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I gave him I had my camera and I asked him to take a photo of me and Levon. 
and I was I couldn't even speak. I was like, <laughs> I got my phone taken. I was just shaking so much, and he was so friendly. He was brilliant, and then it was only within a couple of months or maybe a year. I can't even remember. Uh, me and him were like, he was just great, and he was sitting side the stage watching a gig that we did at uh, Newport Folk Festival. Mm-hmm. And we played that with, with Glenn Hansard. And uh, he was watching it, and the two of us were talking drums, and he was high grain. And uh, he, you know, he said, Oh, you got a new drum kit, and everybody left us alone. And he knew we were talking drums. And that's a year later. And it was beyond, beyond surreal. I know I've said the word surreal a lot, but like you mentioned, there's this thing with kind of drummers with human beings where we're all human beings. So um, once you kind of meet them, you realize that we've all got skin and we've all got. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and I there's think one person. Yeah. No, I, w- I was just going to say that, um, you know, there's something about drummers where you are there's not a it's not a lot of competition between each other it's more of a camaraderie and i love yeah, that no about doubt. this part of the industry but i didn't mean to interrupt you please please go ahead no you're all right i was just going to say there's one person that i want to leave up there and i never want to meet him even if i see him on the street or anything okay. i just want to leave paul i just want to leave paul mccartney yeah up there and i I, I I never wanna be near him. I just wanna leave him up on that plateau. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's God. He's God. Yeah. <laughs> I understand yeah. that thought though. I really, really do. Um Yeah. Yeah. Some some people just you want them to live in your in your mind how you how you see them and that's and that's totally yeah. fine too. Um, yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's great. Why the, that's why the you know the the nine hours of the Beatles released recently was just mesmerizing, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Did you watch it? I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, just so incredible, unbelievable. You know, so I just want to leave him there. You mm-hmm. know, I, I worship him. Yeah, yeah, and that's that is okay too. Um, and so, you know, speaking of your, you have, you have your influences, but are there any, are you listening to anything that's, um, that's come out recently or do you have any, you know, this next generation coming up? Um, is there anybody that you Uh, are that's really kind of like sparking in your, in your brain? Like, okay, that, that person is, is the next uh, I mean, not the next Paul McCartney, but well, like... it's, well, it's the ne- it's not really the next generation, but the new album I'm listening to these days is Robert Plant and Alison Krauss's new album with Jay oh. Belrose on drums. Yeah, I I, uh, I absolutely love Jay Belrose. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love Phoebe Bridgers. I think she's fantastic. She is um, fantastic. Yeah, I know she's 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 um she's not particularly fresh and new at the moment, but I have a my, my our eldest daughter um 
Ava is almost 17 and she introduces us, she introduces me to, uh, you know, great new music all the time, you know? Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, do you know who I do love is uh, Madison Cunningham, who's absolutely, she's an amazing guitarist and she's always got great band, a different like uh, three piece playing with her. She's such a, and I think she got nominated for a couple of Grammys. She's such wow. a beautiful guitarist. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put, uh, some, fantastic. Links. I'm gonna put just, some links here. Yeah, please, please do. Just such a great bluesy, just down the dirty kind of guitarist, but beautiful songs, such mm -hmm. beautiful songs. Um, yeah. I, at the moment, I can't, think of any others uh oh else? those are great though those are really great yeah, yeah. anything right, with okay. robert plant and allison krauss is just brilliant so good yes it is and like t-bone uh, produced it again so he, you know he did a great gig and uh yeah i'm lo i loved it and uh, things like that i just love uh in the car or else even just going to sleep it in my ears you know and it, what's great as well is you know midlake um their new album came out with mackenzie smith on drums mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so they're playing in dublin actually next week oh great so, and i've got i've got three gigs next week which is it's like it's like another planet i've got uh steve nister playing with the uh, sparks in the next few days Mm -hmm. Then I've got the next night. I've got uh, Midlake with Mackenzie on drums, and then uh, Charlie Hall. Then with Warren Paint wow. within a few days. So three gigs. That's like being spoiled, absolutely rotten. I agree. So, I yeah. <laughs> I agree. That's so good though, and it's just it's yeah. so good to like get back out and feel like you know. A little bit of of normalcy or like you yeah. know the past life coming back a little bit but yeah, but you it know, is. Yeah, yeah. like we've mentioned we're all changed our lives are all changed and so i think we're approaching things with a little bit of a different mindset all the time no matter what it is yeah yeah we are yeah and like at least no you have to take every thing as it comes because i was going to say I'd like to know what it's going to be like next year, but I let's see as time passes what it's, you know, I'd like to think positively that everything's Absolutely. going to be rocking, you know? Yes, I do too. I like to, I like to think positively too. We're just going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep moving forward and, you know, doing all of the things that we, that we love and seeing all the people that we love. That's, that's yeah. my plan. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to forget to ask you too, um, what advice would you give for, you know, this next um, group of players that is coming up and kind of entering into this industry in a new era <laughs> and in a different kind of a different kind of a feeling? Um, what what would you say to them? Um, so would you be talking about drummers that are well capable of playing or would you be talking about beginners? The, yeah, drummers that are all... drummers that are like planning on making this their life, basically. 
my goodness. You know, I feel like a granddad in that way because <laughs> uh, have you are you familiar with BIM, the college? Yeah. Um, there's it started in Brighton and then it, the next one was actually in Dublin. And uh, it's been great. And now there's several more around the UK and in in Germany as well. And it was actually kind of frightening because uh, before that, it, it was fantastic for me and a couple of other dudes because we were, you know, running from gig to gig, doing a lot. And um, I, I pretty much helped put it together in Dublin as far as the tutors and various drum tutors and other musicians tutoring and mm -hmm. then um what what uh, made me feel old initially was going in to do some drum classes and asking the drummers their uh, dates of birth of birth yes and so yeah and some of them said blah 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 in the early 90s and i went holy shit that's when i was you know turning professional and really freaked me out really scared me and i went oh my god i'm i'm, I'm you know I'm a, I'm a granddad and then <laughs> but over the last then couple of years since um they've started graduating these um guys and gals amazing musicians have started taking over mm -hmm. the, the the scene in ireland they're doing just fantastic because what they're taught in these in this college in particular is is by the professional tutors who are teaching them the what and what nots to mm -hmm. do you know mm -hmm. and it's basically it's just kind of just be charming be nice just you know it's not what to do but it's what not to do you know right um you know it's basically just to get on with it it's kind of the charming kind not i don't mean the charming kind of um how do i say it there was something i was about kind of a certain way i was going to kind of say it a second ago and it's after leaving me but uh are you familiar with the term shake or fake you know uh Yes. Yeah. Uh, but there there are some players in there who are, are really taking over and mm -hmm. they're doing fantastic. Whereas um they're obviously uh, we all know these days and there was some of the guys and gals playing at um uh at the UK drum show and it's it's great that they're really good at it, but they're playing you know the kind of modern way of off playing different kind of grooves and stuff mm -hmm. and like just personally speaking i kind of get tired of it after about two bars because mm -hmm. you know they're going to make a living out of playing kind of um you know master classes and right. things and sure. maybe an album here and there you know right and uh it's enjoyable but you have to just learn learn the roots listen to the right albums listen to the right grooves, mm -hmm. listen to some slick ass roots albums from the very beginning. Don't, you know, make slick ass playlists, but listen to them from start to end, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, that's the way to do it. 
I remember I used to do this thing. I was very fortunate uh, in our time of putting on headphones and listening to the radio. And I didn't know what song was going to come on. It could be Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. And the next song could be the next song could be Johnny Cash. And the next song could be Black Sabbath. Yes. But but now these days it seems to be uh, beginners or drummers make their own playlists and just stick to that one. Stick to that, style. yes. Yeah, that's really so, good advice. Um, Di- diversify, right? The the musical yeah, knowledge. Yeah. I think I yeah. I. I think about things like that too. I mean, you know, um, thinking about different music that I heard growing up and maybe it wasn't my favorite style, but, but like, you're right. Listening to the radio and like whatever came on, there was usually a really great musician in there somewhere. And yeah, you know, um, just thinking of like, even it, like the baseline to some of the Cindy Lauper songs, um, the things oh, yeah, like that, yeah. you know, like just and you and you can pull inspiration from that and and utilize that down the line or have that in the back of your head and have it manifest itself. Of course, right. And some some of those songs you don't know who the drummer like it could be J.R. Robinson or it could be right. Omar Hakim, like we're saying. Yeah. If and you can just play along and even. Uh, come up with your own slick ass kind of um, backbeat to it, you know what I mean? But just mm-hmm. don't naturally just come up and play your own, you know, hard kind of playlist of your own songs. You mm-hmm. know, I, I've and I, 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 I used to do it, and I think it taught me a lot. You know, um, it's just the, when I when I'm talking to drummers or starters, I not even starters, I just kind of tend to say that quite often you know i think it's a, a good be, piece of drumming advice you know rather than kind of industry advice you know absolutely yeah that's that's really great advice um thank you so much for that and and thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us about yourself and um about what you've been up to and some of your insights it it means a lot and um it's so appreciated Oh, thanks for having me, Sarah. Honestly, I've, uh, I've been, been enjoying watching lots of your interviews with great people. I really enjoyed the uh, Simon Phillips uh, oh, interview. Yes. It was great. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Uh, yes, Simon, Simon's I'm, so I'm fantastic. So, yes, one thing I, I said to him a couple of years ago, we were hanging out and I reminded him of, and again, a video that he released um years ago and uh, we got a good laugh out of it where he takes off his shoes and he puts on a head on a bass drum to tune it and he jumps up on top of the the head on the bass drum (laughs) and we had a great laugh talking about it and I was taking, taking the piss out of him you know right right I know I know Simon right now he's at Drumeo filming and yeah so we had this you know we've had had a bunch of meetings about him going up and and his kit and everything and um i enjoy how specific he is about his kit and his 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 gear and how it's set up and just everything about it how it's tuned it's 
fascinating to me because he goes so deep with that. Yeah. And, you know, whenever yeah. someone, whenever someone is so deep into something, so passionate about it, I just, it's, it's mm. amazing to watch because you just see, it's just pure, like love and attention, right. To, to whatever that. Yeah. Thing yeah. Is. Um, yeah, so yeah. For me with Simon, I just, I, I love that so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we talked, we've talked about his father, Sid Phelps, and my father, Des Hopkins. We talked about just being brought up by fathers into jazz, you know, yes. the upbringing through that way, you know, and yes. uh, both playing with our dads. And, you know, I've done so many gigs, uh, jazz gig, you know, Deppin for my father and stuff. So uh, we've talked a lot about that. You know, it was great. It's amazing. See, this community, yeah. it's just fantastic, right? Ah, the yeah. support Take and the me, love. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. There you go, the Trump it. community. Oh, it's a big hug. Yes, it's, it's like one giant hug. <laughs> <laughs> and then little little to me, all know the backstabbing that's going on, you know. Oh my know gosh. There is none of that. <laughs> I we pay no attention. That just no, you know. no, no, <laughs> no, it's no, all love is, and there hug. Isn't, there isn't. That's what I see. No, there isn't. Yeah. There is you're not. so right. You know, you're so right. It's not, it really isn't. It really isn't like that. You know, there's little, there's no. little pockets of nonsense. I just call it nonsense and it, you know, let it yeah. go, let it all go yeah. just and feel, feel the love and the support because it's there. And if you are, if you are giving it, you're going to get it right back. I will tell yeah, you that for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. It's very, very true. For sure. So good. It's so good. But thank you so much today. I just, I've enjoyed catching up with you so much. And I will it's see great. you in Ireland sooner than later. So when when's, when's that going to be? Hopefully in the next few months. We just have to nail it down. And I'll let you know for sure. The next few months, is that before summer ends or? Hopefully before summer ends. Yes. Oh, fingers, wow. fingers, oh, crossed. Yeah. fingers crossed. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. There's no excuse then. Yeah. You have to stick right? to that then. Yeah. I'll have, I said it. I said it out loud. So I have to stick <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, you have a great rest of your day and I am going to put a bunch of links in the description and in the podcast notes so that everyone can go ahead and check out all the things we talked about today and follow along with you and see what you're up to. Here, Thank look, you. there's, there's, if you want to see it, there's my, here's my setup. It's kind of, it looks like I'm left-handed here, but look, there's my oh, beautiful yeah. setup. It's so nice. It's there so we go. Nice. I love it. It's so nice. Isn't Take it? a look. There we go. That's where the magic happens. That's where the magic happens. And then there's <laughs> a few snare drums. Just a few. Just a whole rack. And I then love it. This is, the, this is the comfy part just over here. So good. That's, you know? Yes, you need a comfy are, part. So, yeah, you do indeed. So that's, that, that's, the, that's the grand tour for now. It's so good. I'm so glad you have that space. It's great. Oh, yeah. Great. Awesome. I'll hang out for, for another while before I go home. So I will see you soon and you take care. Hey, see you, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See ya.
Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.